Guys, high five challenge. How are we doing? Everybody good? Okay, we, we just completed week three. We're going into week four. Well, what is the high five challenge, you would say? Well, during this series, we are taking these five weeks, and we're taking five days within those weeks. We're taking five minutes and reading the five chapters of First John. And let me tell you, I have been so encouraged, more so this week, because I've actually had conversations with some of you who have told me some things that God has shared with you in the book of First John. God's word is alive and active. It is alive and active. So I want to encourage you to participate in the high five challenge. Okay. So we're going into week four, rounding week four. If you haven't started, start now, join us this week and do first John. Can we do that? We good. Okay. And all of that, it came back to me. Next week is the next week is the final day to bring in your shoe boxes for the Christmas uh, Operation Christmas Child. Okay, so Miss Lisa is out there in the foyer, or she's right here. If you if you have a question about that, let's let's bring in all of those boxes and more. Yes, bring them back so we can bless people. Okay, we're continuing our series today, and I'm excited to hear the word that Pastor Ronnie has prepared for us. Welcome, Pastor Ronnie. Okay, Kevin does props. Occasionally, Kevin wears a tie. Am I cool or what? Okay. Wow, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this, this thing. I've never used this thing before, so. And for most of you, that doesn't mean anything. But for me, it's a frightening experience. Uh, would you stand with me? And let's read. from 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and you have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the the spirit of truth. I thank you for the one that is in us. I pray that you would anoint everyone in this room. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to understand what the spirit would say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Kevin didn't actually have you give a high five, did he? You're supposed to. So if you've been doing a high five, turn around and give somebody a high five. And if you haven't been doing a high five, you can fake it. And people will think that you've been faithful in reading the word. Yeah, okay, j- just one, Merlin. That, that's enough. 
Okay, a lot of, lot of things in this passage that we just read, and a, a lot of people, uh, most of the time when you hear this passage, it's, uh, it focuses on uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it's usually preached like this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yeah. Woo, glory. I mean, that'll preach. I mean, I got a in there, right? But the problem is when it's preached that way, it sounds like it's about you. And it doesn't say you are greater than the one who is in the world because you're not. The one that is in you is greater. And that's who we're gonna, that's who we're gonna talk about today. But let, let's jump back to the first, uh, first of this passage. There are false prophets among us. We labor, most of us labor under the it, it, it can't happen here syndrome. I mean, things happen to other people. Things happen to other countries. Things happen to other clubs. They don't, they don't happen to us. They don't happen in our club. They don't happen in our country. I read a, a, a book recently, actually it's a couple of years ago, but that's kind of recent to me. Uh, <laughs> At this age, uh, I read it called uh, D-Day Through German Eyes. And it was a fascinating book. This guy's grandfather had interviewed a bunch of uh, people who had been in the German army on D-Day and had been uh, in Normandy, stationed in Normandy, and got their, their, what they saw, their recollections of what happened that day. It was fascinating. But one of the things that, that really fascinated me was some, some of them had been taken prisoner and they actually had been uh, in prison, I think, in Idaho, which is a good place to imprison people uh, <laughs> when you stop to think about it, especially in the wintertime. But uh, one of them had shared about the fact that uh, they, had, they, they had been treated very, very well until it was discovered uh, about the concentration camps and all the stuff that had happened there. You know, people began to look at them very differently, but they were shocked. They were amazed. They didn't, our country could do this because every single German soldier had been issued as part of their gear, a belt buckle. And that belt buckle when translated said, God with us can't happen here. God's with us. We, we couldn't do anything like that. And it's not just on that kind of level. Uh, we, being Margaret and I, were shocked to discover that she had stage four lung cancer. I mean, she hadn't been feeling very well and uh, for oh, probably a good year. And she finally, went, you know, I think I'm going to go to the doctor and see what's going on. And it was about a week later that we got, well, you have lung cancer, and eight months later, she was gone to be with the Lord. That's not the kind of thing that happens to me. It's not the kind of thing that happens in my family. That, that happens to other people. And so we surely don't have any false prophets in the American church, do we? I, I mean, sir, these people have television shows. They, they, they have podcasts. That's one of my favorites. But when Jesus was asked about the end times, uh, 
how many of you think we're probably in the, the end times? I, I, I'll guarantee you we're closer than we were yesterday. When Jesus was asked about the, the, the end times, he said this, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will be betray and hate each other. I don't know if there's any hatred going on right now. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Anybody sense a chill in the air concerning the way people love each other? Uh, over in Mark, he said it this way, false uh, messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And you go, well, who are the elect? I really don't know. But that sounds like something I want to be, but I don't want to be one of them that's deceived. And, and then Jesus also said, Matthew 7, 15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. What does a false prophet look like? Turn to someone next to you and say, you kind of look like a false prophet. <laughs> because... You can't tell by what they look like. You know, uh, what do you see in the mirror when you're every morning? You, you can't tell by the way somebody looks, whether they're a false prophet. Uh, let me just say this before we go any further. The first step to recovery is to admit what? We have a problem. Yeah, some people know about this recovery thing. Yeah. Uh, the first step to recovery is to admit, we got a problem. You know, this is, this is something that I need to look out for. And therefore, we are supposed to, it says here, test the spirits. I grew up in a, in a somewhat dangerous culture, religiously speaking. I mean, it was great, don't get me wrong, and I, I'm thankful for it, thankful for the heritage and everything I had, but there was, some, there was some danger there where any attempt, any attempt to test the spirits was considered to be quenching the Holy Spirit. I mean, it, pretty much anybody could get up and say anything they wanted to say, and, and if anybody went, well, I don't know about that. Oh, brother, you're, you're quenching the Spirit now. Don't do that. Yeah, that was... Uh, in fact, I'll never forget. This was probably, gee, this was uh, 43, 44 years ago. I'll never forget. Uh, one day this man got up in the church where I was attending. It was a Lord's Chapel. Who am I kidding? Uh, got up in the Lord's Chapel and, uh, and prophesied to everyone, oh, my children, oh, my children. I am unhappy with you because of your lack of trust in me. Many of you are setting your alarm clocks and not allowing me to wake you up at the time that. And, and I was actually sitting on a platform at the time and I went. <laughs> and somebody needed to get up and clarify that was rubbish. It, and, and I happen to know that the man who was doing this prophesying, he, he prophesied to us frequently. Uh, the man who was doing this prophesying was self-employed. 
He could get up anytime he wanted to. And uh, but he's telling everybody, you know, don't set your alarm clocks. And you know what? I'm sure there are people out there who went, oh, God's unhappy with me because I set my alarm clock. And they needed somebody to get up and say, that's not from God. In fact, the Bible says that's supposed to happen. When a word goes forth, uh, those who are mature spiritually, it says, uh, need to judge it. And they either need to confirm it or go, I eh, don't know about that. But that's a difficult thing to do sometimes. Uh, let me just say this. Don't just believe everything you hear. Now, I'm not just talking about church. I'm not just talking about church. Don't just believe everything that you hear. Now, there are obvious things, but the real, the real danger involves the subtle things. And I believe that's where this spirit of Antichrist comes in. I, I grew up with a lot of speculation about the Antichrist, who the Antichrist might be. Uh, this guy's name, uh, if you, if you uh, put these numbers, it's 666. That's him. He's right there. Got to be the Antichrist. Uh, the, uh, some people, uh, there was speculation about where he would come from. Well, some, well he'll come from Russia. Uh, he'll come from the uh, European Union. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll come from Syria. I, don't, I never figured out where that one was from, but uh, I, I had a pastor who was convinced that he'd come from Syria, etc. And the World Council of Churches, I mean, that's the beginning of the One World Church. I mean, we're here right now. And, and the, e, the, the European Union, I think, initially had 10 countries in it, and it was, uh, it was supposed to be, well, this is Rome coming together again. This is the this is the, 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 the great beast of, of Daniel 7 and, and Revelation 17. Uh, and, yeah, I heard all this stuff. And, you know, I finally figured out nobody knows who it is. But I know two things about him. And I'm not going to spend much time on him, but I want to share these two things. Because these two things are, are definites. There are two things that mark the spirit of Antichrist and the dude himself. And the first one is this, boasting. The little horn in Daniel 7 speaks boastfully and, and lifts himself up. I'm, I am the one. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one who can, who can do it for you. I, I'm, I can be your savior. In Revelation 13, 5, it says, The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words. And blasphemies and to, and to exercise his authority through this, through this boasting and through, through, through his pride. Second Thessalonians, it says the coming of the law says that he will exalt himself. He'll boast. And of course, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Because what was the spirit of Christ? I'm humble. I am gentle. Or in the King James... The, the true thing, I am meek, <laughs> and I'm lowly. Yeah. Absolutely opposite to who Jesus is. So one thing to look for is boasting. This is, that's, that's the spirit of Antichrist, whether you're talking about the guy or whether you're just talking about the spirit. Second Thessalonians 
Lying is the second thing. I mean, uh, this guy's going to be a liar. You go, well, everybody lies. No, this guy will take lying to a whole new level. Second Thessalonians says this. No. (laughs) The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. They perish because they just will swallow this lie. Jesus said to the Jews, you belong to your father, the devil. Well, that's pretty gutsy. <laughs> I mean, you get in a conversation with a, with a mob, and you go, hey, you guys belong to the devil. I didn't say that about you, but I'm just, I'm just saying that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's bold. And you want to carry out your father's desires. Well, let me tell you about him. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The spirit of Antichrist will be marked by lies, while Christ himself is the way, the truth, and the life. We're living in a situation where great deception is rampant. People will believe anything. I mean, just anything. And if they'll believe anything out there, guess what? They'll also believe anything in here. If they'll believe anything in the world, they'll also believe anything in the church and do. But we need not fear. Because, well, we read it. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. All right. It would, be, it would be easy to identify false prophets if they just came right out and said, we don't believe Jesus came from God. But that's not how, that's not how a lot of them roll. Yeah, it's kind of below the surface. Most don't do this, so how can we know? Well, I got an idea how we can know. And it's this. Keep the main thing the main thing. And who is the main thing? Who is the one that is in us? By the way, I picked all these songs out this morning. Uh, I, I told Jonathan at one point, surprise me. Boy, did he ever. It was great. But, uh, you know, the main thing, the one who is in us, the one who is greater than the one who is in the world, is Jesus. It's Jesus. So where does the teaching that you're hearing focus? Is Doug Jones in here? Or is he out counting money? Huh? He's out counting money? He missed his opportunity. Uh, Okay, Justin. Come, no, no, come here. Yeah, I probably shouldn't use Justin. I mean, he's, he's up here all the time. Ready for service. <laughs> okay. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to be Jesus. 
You got that? Got it. Okay. I mean, the beard isn't really quite working yet. It's not getting there. Yeah. Maybe if you did this. Okay. This isn't actually Jesus, but this is Justin pretending to be Jesus. And for, for demonstration purposes, you don't have to hold him that high. You're going to be up here for a while, bud. Okay. Slowly. All right. Spotlight, please. Y'all have seen this a few times already. Before you come to Jesus, this is it. You're it. It's what your life is about. Did they turn this off? I, I don't want the I, I don't want the projectors off. Did they get turned off? They're on? Why don't I see anything? Okay. You were blind, but now you see. Oh no, I can't see because of that light, but but I wanted to keep that going. Okay. So uh Anyway, yeah, keep the main thing. Before coming to Jesus, you're in the spotlight. I mean, your life's all about you. It, it, it really kind of has to be. And, and even if you're doing stuff for others, it's because you, you know, it makes you feel good or it, it, it assages your guilt or whatever. Uh, it, it's about you. But after coming to Jesus... Now get right here. That's good. He's in the spotlight. That's who's supposed to be at the center of it all. And this is how it's supposed to look. I mean, you're still, you're kind of in the, you're following him, right? And, and, and so, but in the 70s, there was a disturbing teaching that took root. And I kind of call it the gospel of me. God wants you to be rich. God wants you to always be healthy. God always wants you to be on top. Top and not the bottom. The head and not the tail. The first and not the last. Never mind the fact that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Never mind that Job, the most righteous man in the Old Testament, suffered. Never mind that Jeremiah true prophet from God was ridiculed and suffered. And, and, and even, even Jesus, and, 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 never mind that Jesus said in John 16, in this world you will have trouble. Thank you, Jesus, for that promise. <laughs> and guess what? People liked it. Yes, yeah, kind of Jesus and me here. Yeah. People, people like to hear that. Now, while it's the works-based teachings that a lot of um, a part of the Christian world uh, is really the same thing. It kind of it's about me, puts me what I'm going to do, and puts me up here. At least they hold a sum of Christ's character, but this basically didn't hold any of His character at all. Now, God is also wants you to be skinny, wants you to have worldly influence and power. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Just, you, you can kind of, yeah. yeah. We step back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> trust me, trust me. 
Yeah, just don't say too much, okay? <laughs> Satan will give you all of the worldly influence and power you want if you'll just... Uh, didn't he offer you that? Yeah, if you'll just kneel down and worship him. And there are some other things that kind of push Jesus a little. Why don't you stand around there? Yeah, uh, that, that's good. I want, yeah, see, that's Jesus' leg. There are other things that push Jesus out of the spotlight. Oops, come back here now. Woohoo. Kevin is so much slicker at this. Issues. You can get on over a little bit further. Moral stuff. I mean, the problem that we have is with all these immoral people. It's about, it's about the problem is Hollywood. The, the problem is Washington. The, the, the problem is in our schools. The, the problem is the, with our culture is, is it's the church. It's the church. We think political solutions will fix things. When has a political solution ever fixed anything? Seriously. Uh, from either the right or the left. And let me tell you, getting all, getting all jazzed up about issues is a whole lot easier than taking up your cross daily and following this guy. Whole lot easier. Oh, I'm a good Christian because I, I got these, got the issues they told me I'm supposed to believe in. You know, uh, Jesus never said a word about any of that. What he said was, "Take up your cross daily and follow me." Whoever tries to hold on to his life will lose it, but whoever will lay down his life find eternal life. We got these issues going on, but where's Jesus? Uh, you're a little too close. Yeah. Okay, well, what, 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 what else would it be? Okay, doctrine. I was told I might need to explain this one. I did these paintings, by the way. Our doctrine is the right doctrine, you know. Uh, we believe in tongues, and they don't. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, we, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and, uh, you know, and, and we kind of prided ourselves on the fact that we didn't preach against anybody else like those people down the road did. But the truth is, well, we knew the Baptists weren't going to heaven. Because not only did they not speak in tongues, they smoked. <laughs> yeah, you agree with me, don't you, Jesus? I was talking with a guy the other day, had lunch with a guy the other day, and before he came to the Lord, he spent a couple of years uh, studying with the Jehovah's Witnesses. And he said, I almost got baptized, but they wouldn't baptize me because I smoked. Now, I also drank, but that wasn't a problem. I could, I could drink all I want to, but I smoked, and so they wouldn't baptize me. And I said, praise God that you smoked. That was a good thing. Uh, 
Free will versus predestination. Baptismal formula. You wouldn't believe how many people for the first, I don't know, five or ten years that I was here, and, and I guess they thought, well, they, they just quit coming, uh, who would come up to me and go, well, preacher, when you baptize, I really like your church. When you baptize somebody, what do you say? I baptize you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what, what do you say? You know, what they were wanting to know was, did I say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Or did I say in the name of Jesus? And you know what I said? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the name of Jesus, I baptize you. Well, that's too wishy-washy for some. Uh, the second coming. I know. When, are, when, are, when is the rapture? Is that going to be? I don't know. That's right. You said that in Matthew 4, didn't you? Okay. Uh, I, I, I know a church where uh, there was a, the senior pastor and the um, associate pastor went their separate ways because they couldn't agree on when the rapture was going to happen in conjunction with the tribulation. And I'm sure they're not the only ones. But you see, hey, come here, Jesus. No, no, just stick your head in. They both had Jesus. But when it came to what was going to unite them or divide them, uh, just go on over there. <laughs> what holidays should we keep? I'd, I'd, ha I'd have people come to me, and we're getting kind of close to it, so let me just go ahead and say this. Uh, I, I've had people over the years say, well, you know you're not supposed to keep Christmas. That's a pagan holiday. I said, are you pagan? I, I don't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, well, the Bible doesn't say that you're supposed to uh, keep Christmas. Well, it doesn't. That's a fact. But it tells me that Jewish shepherds celebrated it, and Gentile magi celebrated it, and angelic beings celebrated it, and Mary kept all these things in her heart and pondered them. So I think a little celebration, a little pondering, I'm, I think I'm okay. That's what I mean when, when, when we're talking about doctrine. Well, there's another one. And Jesus, you might want to get a little further away for this one. <laughs> special interest. Yeah. Oh, I, I specialize in teaching people about marriage. Well, great. That's good. You know how to have a great marriage? <laughs> it's how to have a great marriage. This, this is how it really works. Okay, you can go on over and we'll talk about something else here. Uh, how to be a real man of God. I mean, you know, people dress up like G.I. Joe and, and go on in advance and, 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 and grunt for Jesus. You know, that's not, that's not how you be a, a, a real man, but that's, that's what I want. You know, the, the end times, the true forms of, of, of worship. Uh, Israel, look, I, I love Israel. I, I believe that God gave that land to Abraham's people and, and that he's going to give it to them again. And, but it will be him who does it. It will be him. Oh, come here, Jesus. That's far enough. Stick your head in. 
You, you believe in Israel? Were you a Jew? Yeah. All right, see, right there, ladies and gentlemen. He was a Jew. Yeah. But where is he? I got my special interest. I got my issues. I got my doctrine right here in the spotlight. And Jesus, you can see him. How many of you can see him? You can see him. But what's in the spotlight? Keeping the main thing, the main thing. Let's have the lights back up again. I want to actually see Jesus. You did a good job. Yeah. You can go sit down now. <laughs> see, I was going to call on Doug because he's got this big long beard. And I thought his family would enjoy it and could mess with him about it. But this is the most important thing that I want to say today. If we make Jesus the main thing, then he will bring everything else into the right place. Everything else will become the right, right place. Get in, get in the right perspective. In John chapter 4. Jesus was talking with a Samaritan woman at the well. And uh, uh, he asked her for water. Most of you know this story. He asked her for water. And uh, she said, well, I'm a Samaritan. You're, uh, you're a Jew. And, you know, we, there's, this, there's this racism thing going on here. So we're not supposed to be hanging out together. Jesus said, well, if you knew who you were talking to, you would, you would have asked me for water. And, and I would have given it to you. Because I don't have a racism thing going on. She said, well, you don't even have a bucket. Or, or, a, or a, a rope. I mean, talk about issues. He goes, I, I'm not talking about a bucket and a rope. I'm talking about living water. She said, okay, well, I'm, I'm in. Where, where can I get this living water so that I don't have to, to come every day and draw water and take it back? And Jesus said, well, go get your husband. That's a trick question. It was, it was a trick instruction because she went, oh, I don't have a husband. And he went, yeah, you're right. You've had five. And the man you have now is not your husband. And... I love her next line. Sir, I can see that you're a prophet. <laughs> uh, now, since you're a prophet and I've got a real prophet here, I want to argue religion with you. Our fathers worship on this mountain. But you Jews say Jerusalem's where we've got to go to to worship. And Jesus said, believe me, woman. Time is coming and has now come when you'll worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. God is spirit, and he is looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so he's beginning to bring her life into focus. He's beginning to take her to a place of making the main thing the main thing. And she says, oh, I know Messiah's coming. And when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And Jesus said, you're talking to him. 
When you make Jesus the main thing, then he focuses your life. He, he brings it in to sharp focus. Jesus did not say, if you get your doctrine right and promote it, then I'll bring everybody into believing what you believe. He didn't say, if you'll make your church look good and be, be, smile when you see people and, and promote it well enough, I'll bring people into your church. He didn't say, if you get an interesting enough topic, I'll get you a big crowd. Well, if you get an interesting enough topic, there's somebody that'll get you a big crowd, but it's not Jesus. Jesus said, and I, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. We sing these things, but we don't, we don't stop and think about them. We don't dig into what we're seeing. You, you guys can come on out. Don't start playing just yet, but you can come on out because I just want to say, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Bible says some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. And it's not just a, a bumper sticker on a car. It's not just a, a, a motto on a belt buckle. It's either spirit and truth or truly really nothing. You guys can start playing now. I'm done singing. <laughs> Would those uh, who are going to pray with people come forward? And if, uh, if you will, let's all stand and hopefully the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you and and if maybe you realize that your life's gotten a little out of focus somewhere maybe some things you know when we're talking about issues I, I, I didn't mention any specific issues but not because a bunch of you wouldn't like me if I did but because as soon as I mentioned them you'd go to your happy place and not hear the rest of the sermon Actually, it'd be you'd go to your unhappy place, which these days is most people's happy place. If you maybe you've gotten life a little out of focus, maybe you're putting your trust somewhere else. This might be a good time to come forward and ask somebody to pray with you and just kind of acknowledge it. And, yeah. Okay. We're going to worship. I'm not sure what y'all are singing, but let's do it and let's do it together.